Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into the first episode of Undress the Jersey. Uh, in this episode, we caught up with OUA Athlete of the Year, David Thompson of the University of Toronto. Uh, from his beginning with hockey, uh, living five hours from Mexico to play in the North American Hockey League, and being a member of the bronze medal winning Canada FISU, game, FISU team, um, he's now recognized as one of the top hockey players in Canada. Um, it was a great episode, and to be the first one, it gave me a sense of the amount of talent that U Sports and the university level here in Canada has. So, really hope you enjoy this one. Uh, send this to one person that you know that loves hockey. It would mean the world. I'm. I'm going to record all of this, but uh, just to give you like some background and stuff. Um, I started Undressed the Jersey three years ago when, in my second year of university. Um, okay. And it just started out as a Instagram page. It started with my story. Uh, I was like, yeah, I played basketball. I have a story. I'm sure other athletes have stories too. Let me, let me start reaching out to people. Um, and then the whole idea of this video this is a new thing for me like I've only done one other and it was of a former teammate okay. of mine so it was very like basically you're the first athlete I'm, I'm featuring like as a video okay. and okay. then my approach is very casual like me recording this uh the way I see it is going to be an Instagram for the page it's going to be about a minute long depending on how I cut it like there's a lot of post editing like in lining yeah, things yeah. up so if there's anything that you and and of course i'm going to send it to you before i distribute it anywhere everywhere mm -hmm. um but i guess a little bit more about me is i, I played basketball at the university saint of x just graduated last year so i've been a year out now um okay. and then uh i moved over to london england before all this uh corona stuff and now i'm back home okay just waiting okay. it out. But, um, like I said, man, this is, you're, you're, you're the real, you're the real one. I do have a couple of questions, uh, to go through, like just how I kind of want the outline of the story to go or the feature, the video. Yeah. Um, but I, I know you mentioned that you have, you wrote up like a little story or, or whatnot. Yeah. I just, I just kind of like mapped out, uh, where I started and where I am now. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with the whole like hockey, uh, seeing how you end up in university not but, at yeah, all, so, not all, at all so I, I can I can tell you so like that's um, I'm sure I'm sure you're aware of like the major junior leagues like the OHL the the Quebec but, major junior league yeah I grew up in a small town here in uh, Nova Scotia so it was nowhere near basketball it was it was hockey central so all my friends were hockey and yeah. so they, they've all gone through the system where where I'm sitting here and I can't I don't okay. even skate on ice Right. So like, <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. that's, that, that's kind of my level of expertise when it comes to it all. Um, yeah. but I def, I guess let, let's start. There's one thing I do need you to do. Like that's production wise. That's just going to help the story is sure. uh, like, like an introduction of your name, your school, your position, your sport. Um, and then finish it with like, you're watching on dress Jersey. That'd be like a little okay. intro. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, just like just riding a camera and just say it. 
or just, just say whatever? like I said, we're yeah. recording all of this, but I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna cut it all up and stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, hi, I'm David Thompson. I go to the University of Toronto. I play on the varsity hockey team there, and you're watching Undress the Jersey. Bang. Okay, okay. Um, so I guess the first kind of question I have is like you were about to get into is like your background and, and specifically like let's take it all the way back to when you first started playing hockey and, yeah. and how, how you got into the sport. Uh, well, I started playing hockey when I was probably three or four. Uh, my dad played when he was a kid. He, uh, he played AAA, so highest level as you can play in minor hockey. Um, he played in Toronto. Actually, the same organization I ended up playing for, Toronto Nationals and Domino Flyers. So I got into it from my dad. Um, I also have four cousins that are involved in hockey. I had a cousin that went over to Pennsylvania and played uh, Division Three hockey there. Um, so it's it's kind of just been around. Uh, growing up in Southern Ontario, you know, hockey is, you know, the sport. It's what everybody mm -hmm. plays. So um, that's kind of how I got involved in it to start. Nice one. And then, and then was there a specific point in time where you knew that the hockey was something you wanted to pursue at a high level? Yeah, I think every kid, you know, growing up always wants to be that pro athlete, right? You want to play in the NHL or for you, for your uh, story, you want to play in the NBA. And um, I, I think I've never lost that. I think I've always had that, um, that goal in mind to play at the highest possible level. Um, I'm sure once we get into my story a little more, there, there's times where, where I started to struggle with that idea and start to doubt myself. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think even as a kid, from when I first stepped on the ice, I always want to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? That's the hometown mm. team. You, you always want to, yeah. So. See, all, see all, my, all my hockey friends, like my best friends, they were all, it was, I feel like in Canada, it was always Toronto versus Montreal. Montreal, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so by default, I have to be a Habs fan because all my friends were just Habs, <laughs> Habs, 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 even though yeah, I can't yeah. name a player on, on the team. Um, <laughs> but, but you're right, man. Like for me playing basketball, it, or to, to be honest with you, the, the more features and stories I do, it, it always tends to be like people start their sport because of a family member, like a father or a mother or whatever um and then like you said it, it's just always been that dream to compete at the highest level especially yeah. if you're good o obviously some kids like die off and be like okay this sucks i'm not having yeah. fun yeah um but for me to give you more backstory of me growing up in that small hockey town i knew that if i wanted to go anywhere with basketball i had to get out of there and yeah. and i ended up going to the states uh boarding school to play prep basketball in vermont um, okay. I was, I was, I was doing a little bit of research on you and I saw that you lived in the States as well. I did. I, uh, so I played two years of junior hockey here in Canada in Burlington, which is in Ontario. Um, so it was just local junior A league. I was doing really well and I had some talks with some division one programs. Um, but the thing with certain leagues in Canada is you're kind of restricted to who sees you and what programs see you. So, 100%. you know, like yourself, I, I felt like, okay, I need to move to a better tier two league, right? Um, so I went to, it's called the North American Hockey League, the NAHL. And I played in the South Division, uh, where I was, was about two hours from San Antonio. It was like five hours Great. from Mexico. So it was Jeez. very, uh, yeah, very Culture far south. It was, 
Exactly. It was very different, but uh, I lived with a great uh, Billups family and it, it was honestly, it was the greatest life experience I've had today for sure. I agree. I, I always, I always bring it up as a uh, university or college. People always say like, yo, these are going to be the best four years of your life. But to this day, I still argue that my high school years or the, the four years that I went away for school was the best because you're, yeah, you're experiencing something totally new. You're on your own. You're meeting people you would never have met. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's yeah. a, it's a whole experience. Yeah, no, for sure. It grew, it grew me, I would say more as a person. Um, it was just, like you said, you're, you're on your own for the first time, you know, you're meeting all these new people. And for me, it was like the first time you're trying to really find yourself and where you fit on a team, you know, without the, the parents there, without any other external factors. So um, it was, it was great because, you know, that's when I really started to like experience these like negative, like, like doubtful mm. situations and and it grew me a lot and it's it's shown with my success this year with, uh, uh when when you say like negative like you're starting to get into a headspace that you because you're facing like discomfort and you're facing being yeah. away from home away from family yeah, yeah. did do did, did you find that that might have motivated you more in your sport absolutely so i I was never drafted in the Ontario Hockey League. A lot of a lot of kids in Southern Ontario, that's your goal is to, you want to play in the OHL, you move from the OHL, you play in the NHL, right? And uh, as I'm sure all sports are, I'm sure basketball is, hockey is very label-like oriented. So a kid who was drafted in the OHL ju uh, Junior A team is going to take him most likely because of that label of a status, right? So I, I didn't have that status, quote unquote. So I always, like, I always was doubtful of my abilities in situations where if I was playing against guys who were drafted, let's say, or who were already on a junior team, it was kind of like, okay, you're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And then that starts just spiraling, right? I think when I went to Corpus and played in Texas, Corpus Christi was the name of the city, by the way. Uh, when I went there and played there, that's when I first kind of nipped it in the butt and was like, like about this label like these stat like that's when I was it kind of got to a breaking point where you know I, I got had a little bit of anxiety had a little bit of depression and it and I got to a point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired and that changed my career but that, then another roadblock came and that started to add on to it I ended up tearing my ACL in my last possible year okay. to uh, get a scholarship so I, I my D1 dream was kind of that's it so now the major like routes to get to the NHL the common paths are you play in the OHL or for kids from Nova Scotia it's the Quebec Major Junior League you go from there to the NHL and or it's to play division one those are your two routes so now I'm a guy who hasn't played either one um, so I kind of use that like coming from behind attitude to motivate me right so yeah it's uh I'm I'm starting like I've experienced too. As, as as soon as you begin to free your mind or free yourself from these pressures or societal or status views, that's when you can be you can just literally just focus on your craft and your sport. Absolutely. For me, playing basketball, there was no chance in hell to go to a high to, like my my end goal was I wanted to play D one. I wanted to play March Madness. I wanted to be yeah. Um, Duke University on TV uh, in the tournament and yeah, 
coming from Nova Scotia, like even, even coming from Ontario and Canada as a whole, it's getting better, but Nova Scotia, like there's no chance in hell because like you said, in order to be seen, you need to be in a particular place. Like no one's coming to Nova Scotia to recruit for D1. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's when I knew I had to go, I had to go to the States and then I definitely, I was, there were a few other players that from Nova Scotia that also went to the States. So we were all kind of trying to do the same thing. So my biggest challenge was to not compare myself to those other, those other guys. Absolutely. And as soon as I got to the point where I stopped worrying about them and started focusing on me, that's when I started climbing the quote unquote ladder and accomplishing things and this and that. Yeah. Okay. Let's touch on, uh, so, so after Texas, was that high school? So like how does uh, that for work? hockey, yeah, no problem. So for hockey, you have three years oh, for all NCAA, but hockey players, that seems to be the, the route is you have three years after hockey, uh, high school ends to get a division one scholarship. So junior hockey, whether that's the OHL, like major junior, the OHL, QMJHL or junior A, it's all 16 to 20. So that in the league I was in, in the North American League, uh, it's very hard to play in as a 16, 17-year-old. So it's predominantly an older league. Okay. So a lot of a lot of 19, 20-year-olds, and then 18-year-olds, there's a little few. But yeah, there's virtually no uh, younger guys. So we were all out of high school. It was just strictly junior hockey. Basically, mm. it was a pro organization. We got, uh, like I would say, five to 6,000 people a game. We were, they used to be a pro organization. So, you know, we had, we had our own trainer, our own gyms. We had all our physio, everything was taken care of. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was, like I said, it was a great life experience. But that year that I went there, I had a pretty decent year with all considering with all the, like mm-hmm. we talked about with the status issues. Um, the next year I went back and I had really worked on my mind. That summer I, I mentally wanted to get stronger. Um, like you said, I wanted to focus more on myself, more on my development. Mm. And then first week of camp, um, I had a division one school, uh, Alaska Fairbanks was coming to watch, coming to watch me specifically. So I wasn't supposed to play in an exhibition game. My coach, because of this, put me in. Um, and like, it was the right thing for him to do. I ended up, uh, I ended up tearing my ACL and that's, and I missed my whole last opportunity to really get that scholarship. So it was, uh, it was very tough. And, and what was that in your final year of uh, the North American yeah. Hockey League? Yeah. So I played, so 16, so you get drafted at 15 in the Ontario Hockey League. I didn't get drafted. I played another year, AAA, minor hockey. Had an okay year. Didn't really have anything going on. Um, and then I ended up playing two years in Burlington. All of a sudden I, I got, I went to this camp that my brother's coach was like, Hey, you should go to this, like, junior a exposure camp type thing this team wants to see mm-hmm. you and then burlington ended up seeing me so i played two years there and then two years well so one year i played but i was supposed to play two years in north american league so gotcha. my last my last year of junior hockey which would have been my 20 year old year was when i had my tornado ACL. so i was very optimistic i was mm-hmm. you know okay it's not that bad blah, blah, blah whatever like doctor the doctors didn't really say anything right away because they knew the situation they know like this sure. is kind of his like last shot type thing. Um, right. So I was, I was optimistic. And then when I went back home to Toronto, um, I was lucky that my roommate in Corpus was Blake Coffey, who's Paul Coffey's son. He's Hall of Famer. 
Um, And he ended up getting me a doctor's appointment with uh, an ex-Leafs doctor. So when I went to see him and then I saw the surgeon and the surgeon told me, yeah, your season's done. Like you won't be playing anymore. I got into the elevator to leave with my mom. We just broke down because it it literally felt like my dream was dying. Like it just felt like that's it. It's done. For for sure. And especially when you go through all these, these challenges and everything seems to be lining up and, and, and going in the right direction and you're away from home and and you're putting in all this work. And then all of a sudden there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. It just, it just is the way it is. And like, like I said to you, those are the common paths is D1 or the OHL. And mm-hmm. for me, it was like, okay, I haven't played either. Like, how am I going to get to that goal? Right. That as a kid, it's like, like, it's all labels in the sense of like, you know, a kid, a uh, scout will take a kid because he's drafted, but it's also like a kid viewing like, okay, this is a, this is a label for success in hockey. It's how, how are these guys getting to the NHL? division one or OHL so now I had none and it was like now what am I going to do and I I really didn't have like I knew U sports was good and I kind of had in the back of my mind like okay if if I don't if I don't get a a scholarship like that would be something I'd want to pursue um and now even more so I'm just like realizing like like probably some of the best hockey like it's it's definitely the most underrated hockey and like you know people have no idea right and 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 then uh (laughs) that just goes to show the like it's the same as universities like uh, the ivy league school harvard this and that whatever um but people are overlooking these other leagues that have great talent yeah. is is that is that changing at all like is the fact that these as the traditional paths to the nhl d1 or ohl is that changing at all with now with the um I think that like it's always there so with ohl and like the major junior leagues they give players school packages to play at Canadian like to play in new sports right so okay. all of our majority of team at University of Toronto are have some sort of major junior experience where whether it's one year or you know my winger who's a phenomenal player Joe Manchurk he won a memorial cup with Oshawa he he played four years I believe with the Oshawa Generals that was all his junior hockey was with them um you know, they get a certain school package where, okay, this will pay for your tuition, blah, blah, blah. So depending on where they live, I believe they get a certain amount of money that'll pay for their yearly school, whatever program it is for an arts and science. So um, I think, I think that kind of, uh, in, I don't want to say incentive, but that kind of uh, program they've established helps you sports because now you're getting top players from the OHL who, maybe didn't get that pro opportunity right away and need a couple of years to develop. And there's also, I think the difference with youth sports and NCAA is that NCAA, as I'm sure, you know, there's all these amateur rules, so you can't set mm-hmm. money, blah, 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 all this stuff. Right. Whereas youth sports, you, we get guys who play in the American league, play in the East coast. league. these are, you know, mm-hmm. one, two steps away from the NHL who come back and play. So it's, it's really good hockey. Like we, we didn't get to play division one team this year, but last year we played division one team. We beat them four nothing. So the, the hockey is very comparable. Like I think your top division one programs, like your Michigan's, your Ohio States, your, you know, all those, they're great. But I think a youth, any, a top youth sports team to mid pack youth sports team, you know, competes with division one hockey as a whole for sure. Interesting because I, and I've always had that question too, because for basketball, it's, you can say, like looking at Carlton, Carlton being the best basketball team or program right now, like 
They've yeah. had they've had games against D one, but any other team in the country goes against a Division one team in the states. It's yeah. It's it's a joke. Just, yeah. Just 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 to say like that, but so yeah. I've always I've always wondered because Canada is known for hockey, where where the states aren't aren't as much. It it would surprise yeah, me it, if it weren't better. It, yeah, for sure. It's um, it's tough because how they structure some of the junior A leagues in Canada kind of forces kids to leave and pursue other options. Like, you know, for me going to the North American league, or I, I would say the best league uh, in Canada is the BCHL British Columbia league. Um, okay. That's they get a lot of division one scholarships. And I think the way they structure their league and promote their players is really good. And especially in Southern Ontario, I mean, I might be a little biased because I'm from here, but like the Toronto area, Southern Ontario is a very uh, talented hockey pool to, to take mm. kids from. Um, so I think a league like the OJHL should be, you know, a little bit better than it is, but because sure. of how they, they, I guess, conduct their league, it, it's not. Um, but yeah, I, I, like that, that's a whole other issue, but. For yeah. sure. Um, okay. So, so you're in the elevator uh, after the doctor's appointment say, all right, you're toast. What's, what's yeah. going through your mind and, and, and what, like, what's your next step going forward? Like, is your dream crushed? Uh, fuck hockey. This sucks. Yeah. Or is it like, all right, no, I'll just do this. I don't think I ever had like a, like a screw hockey type feeling. Uh, I was, I was devastated though, because it felt like, I, it felt like the road just got a lot harder. I think I think a lot of kids would kind of see that as a okay, my dream's completely done, and I mm. I had a little bit of that, but I I've always been a person who like just does what he kind of has to do, regardless of whether I think it's gonna work out or not. You know what I mean? I just I've always been like a a regimented person. It's just okay, this is what I have to do. You know? So the re that day, like I said, I got in the elevator. Me and my mom kind of just looked at each other and we just, we started crying. We, I hugged her and it is what it is. I, I told her like, you know what? It's a crappy situation, but this is, these are cards I'm dealt with. I got to, I got to deal with it. So that day we went home. We kind of, we kind of used that day as a, as a mulligan and just salt. And, and then the next day, I, I, that day I told my mom, I said, look, tomorrow I started my path to rehab. So we went to my physio, we got it all figured out. And then, basically every day from the day after I got out of my meeting with my surgeon to the day I came back, I was in a gym somehow, whether it was, you know, doing my rehab or working on my upper body or, you know, once I was able to kind of walk with a brace and had a little more stability in the leg, I was stick handling, starting to shoot pucks a little bit, you know, obviously following the doctor's orders, but it, I think Work ethic is something people throw around a lot, but it, I think it's kind of underrated in the sense that people don't realize that how powerful it is. Like if you put all you can into what you want to do, like you can achieve anything. A hundred percent. You said, you just literally just said it best. And, and the, I can't help to think that the fact that you went away into to, to, to Texas, you left home, you left your family, you went there, you were able to come come against all these mental ba barriers, which then gave you the perspective that you had in the elevator. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Like, like if you didn't do that, who knows what like what kind of perspective you would have had on challenge or 
Yeah. Like you might have had one of those those feelings that just says, oh, yeah, screw no, this, I quit. Yeah, for sure. Like like I said, it, it was a it was a great life experience. Had I stayed in Burlington and played the rest of my junior, I you know, it would have been at home. I would have been living at home, my parents would have been there. Uh and, and it would have been easy to, like you said, just kind of shut it down. You got you gotta go through hell to mentally tough. Like you just have like to mentally toughen up. You have to have those sword uh, um, like you just have to have that heart in mind and I wouldn't have had that had I not gone to Corpus I was I was watching a live stream of of uh, the Gary Gary V and you know how he's doing like whatever yeah. I'm, I'm sure you know who he is but yeah yeah someone someone commented like just like physical reps you literally have to do mental reps of yeah of doing things uncomfortable like it's the exact same you need to train your brain yeah and that actually that reminds me so like the reason i got so like how i trained my brain i would say is, is i would just it's something as simple as like just being conscious like having a little bit of introspection where you're looking within yourself situations and recognizing how you're feeling so the thing for like being doubtful like i let fear govern my career for so long right and more like I like Corpus definitely started that but when I got to U of T I really started getting confident and I really started looking within myself and said okay why am I nervous here there's no reason to be scared and there was like you know I'm sure you're watching the last dance you're a basketball guy so yeah, yeah, um, there was there was there's a quote from Michael Jordan I don't know if it's in the show but it's something that kind of sticks with me and, and it's him talking about somebody's asking him like hey like you ever feel like anxious or fearful out there and, and he's just like there's no reason to i have complete confidence in my skills i've worked as hard as i can to develop them there's no reason i should be nervous and that that's kind of stuck with me now and i think a big a big impact on that has been the support of my teammates like um you know i started doing well my first year um this is at this is at uh, toronto this is at toronto this is at u of t um, yeah, it's especially because, like I said, a lot of these guys are major junior guys and, you know, they've won Memorial Cups. It, it's, it's nice when you have the support of those guys, right? It's mm -hmm. a little bit of validation, right? Um, and then once I started getting that and started being more confident this year, a whole other level, I started really, like, not caring. It's like, I'm stepping on the ice, I'm going to dominate this game. Like, there's that's no fun. question about it. And now it's just, like, that's just my mindset. And I, I try to really just attack, like, whether it's a workout practice like do everything to the best of my abilities and mm -hmm. that's all i can do um obviously i like i love this stuff like because i have all these thoughts and then to, to hear someone else talk about it it's just like damn that's 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 on point um but without like because because i'm trying to make this like a a, a minute clip obviously i'm gonna yeah, yeah. take in everything um yeah. let's hit on so you say okay now you're on a new level your confidence is high um this year you were named OUA MVP All-Star and you were an all all Canadian sports all Canadian. Yep. Um describe that experience uh, of specifically finding out that you were named it, maybe leading up to it and being like, "No, nah, I got this in the bag." Like just touch on that. Yeah. Well, um so going into this year, uh so last year I, I led my team in points as a my bad, my bad, my bad. Siri's talking to me. All right. Sorry. Um, yeah, so I led my team in points as a first year. Um, yeah, I had a really good year. I felt good about myself, but I came in this year. I said, okay, 
you know, I'll set a goal for myself. I want 40 points, 20 goals. Uh, so I came, I came into the year and just played and I wasn't really even thinking about the awards. Uh, I, like I kind of knew they were there in the back of my head towards the end of the year. Sure. I was more focused on just trying to hit that goal. So I, I ended up hitting 40 points. I didn't get my 20 goals, but I, I the points was the one I was really um, chasing after. And uh, when I found out, I kind of figured I'd be an all, like a first team all-star. When I found out that I'd won the MVP, I was, I was shocked. And then, you know, then the first team all Canadian, my coach emails me. I, I, I couldn't even believe first team. Like it, it was just, these things weren't even like, head like I didn't even think that it'd be possible and then I went to Halifax I went to Halifax with my coach because he ended up actually winning coach of the year for U sports okay and uh I was up for U sports player of the year I, I didn't win but that was something too like you know incredible and then OUA male athlete of the year I won athlete of the year for varsity blues like it was just it was one thing after another and it, it was very overwhelming like I was I was I couldn't believe this was all happening and and like it's I said, it, was just going to say, I was just going to say, like, it's got to be a sense of, like, almost, like, relief to know that, like, even though my path got got jumbled up and it didn't go the way I wanted it to, look at what I was still able to accomplish. Absolutely. It's, it's finally getting that recognition, you know, like, not drafting the O, no commitment, nothing Division One, and now it's getting recognition at a level as high as this and, like, you know, like n not comparing myself, but seeing where I am compared to guys who have been in this level at the University of Sport in Canada and have made the NHL. It's like very similar, right? And this, like, this is now me looking at it after the season. This wasn't something I was like, you know, following along with during the year. Like, sure. oh, you know, Joel Ward, who played at UPEI, had three points this night. I should add, you know, like, it's just, it's cool to see after and you're just like, you know, you're on the right path. Just just knowing that I'm on path to my goal is it's it's comforting. So. For sure. Um, I want to touch on uh, you had the opportunity to play for Team Canada FISU Games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was in Russia, which is like, yeah. I, have you ever been to Russia before? I had I had never, and I probably never would have gone. Okay. But uh, right. So just talk on was, that. It was a, that experience. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, so the way they do the FISU games usually for hockey is um, every year each conference picks an all-star team and they send that all-star team because usually the tournament I think is in like January or something. It's a little earlier. It's during the season. So they try and take the best players and, and, and go. Um, the way they did it this – the time I went was uh, – it was a little bit later. It was the last three weeks of March, I believe or first three weeks of March and kind of like the end of the season, the beginning of playoffs. So the way they did it was we'll pick the best players around the entire country who are not in playoffs on the second round. So uh, I had, I had been told that, okay, you're, you know, you're possibly going to get chosen if you guys don't. Right. So we, uh, we ended up making playoffs. We lost to Ryerson who's a really good team. And, um, I think two days after we got knocked out, me and our captain Aiden Wallace found out we made the team. So we ended up going, and and that that was probably one of the best teams I've ever played on. We had mm. some unbelievable players. We had uh, we had a D Carl Neal who was drafted by Vancouver. Um, he just signed pro this year. We had uh, 
or we had two of the leading scorers in the league who one of them signed pro and the other guy returned. Like it was, it was such a talented group. And just the fact that, you know, I got to be a part of that, wear the Maple Leaf, win a medal, not nonetheless. So, and you know, these other teams in, in Fizu, like Russia or, um, trying to think Kazakhstan, we played Kazakhstan is not necessarily great in normal play, but because we were, us in the States were one of the only teams that actually sended university players. So Russia oh. sending KHL players who are enrolled in one online class, <laughs> they're going yeah, out and, you know, okay, okay. And the fact that we won a medal is, is pretty incredible. Okay, right? That puts it in perspective for sure. Yeah. Right. So it, it's been, uh, like I said, that's the second best league in the world. And, and we were able to compete with them. Right. So. Show and Russia, Russia in particular, you say like, how was going to that country? Like you said, you probably never would have gone anyway. Like I love yeah. the, I love hearing about the the power that sport has to give you experience. Yeah. Just what was, what was your perspective on Russia? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, it was, it was crazy. It was, um, it's a unique country as I'm sure uh, you, you think so as well, but uh, yeah. it was, um, it, we were in the capital of Siberia, so we were like really in there. Um, but it was so like every game, whether it was Russia playing or like, you know Hungary or whoever it was, was sold out. So they were they were really invested in the games, and I, it was something like that brought the whole community together, and you could see the whole city like kind of come behind this whole thing. So it, it was it was really cool to be there during those games because of how the games impacted the country and the city of Krasnoyarsk where we were. Okay. Okay. And then let's just do looking ahead. Like what year are you in? Uh, at, did so you finish I'm year? going into, uh, so I'm going into third year. So I just finished second year. Okay. Yeah. And you, it's four years, right? Or five? Yeah. Four year program. Four year. I'm so, going to do four years. Yeah. Okay, uh, so two years, uh, which is great because considering that you, all Canadian, you know, MVP, like, and you still have two years left, yeah. like, what what's going on inside your mind, yeah. and what's your end goal by the time you finish university? Uh, well, I mean, this year, you know, especially with all the success I had, started having talks for you know moving on after this, um, but there there's still things I got to work on, you know, like nobody's perfect. There's, there's uh, aspects of my game that I would like to be better in personally. There's aspects of my game that my coaches has kind of said, you know, to be, to have this success at the next level, you need to be better at this. So um, I think me and my coaches, uh, Andrew Dovey, Ryan Medell, they, they've, I owe a lot to them. They've given me a lot of, uh, a lot of a newfound love for this game again. And I think, the next couple of years, we really got to kind of buckle down and focus on certain things like, you know, being really good in the D zone on back checks, knowing who to pick up, just these little things that a fan necessarily wouldn't notice, but they make a huge difference in, mm. in the outcome of a game and the outcome of your, in the, like your team success and everything. So I think if I just keep like working towards those things and keep working on them, it, it you know, there's, there's no telling what's going to happen. So. Right. Um, and then, how are how do you, how are you experienced? Because I've I've heard way too many stories of of an athlete gaining so much success, uh, becoming an All Canadian, becoming the MVP, and then yeah. the next year they just fall off because 
in their mind, they don't have, they, they, they almost burn out and they, they lose the drive of, okay, I yeah. want to be the best. I want to be the best. And then, you know, you know, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's something as simple, just not being satisfied. I think if you're just like not satisfied with, okay, I won one, but maybe I can win two, you know? And for, for me, I know a motivator for me is our team hasn't won yet. Like I want to win with the group we have. Mm-hmm, so if, mm-hmm. if we, you know, if I can be a part of a winning team here, that's just, that's a bond that I'll have with these guys forever. Right? For sure. So I think that's something I'm, I'm really keeping in the back of my mind. And, and so is the end goal, is the end goal to make the NHL? Absolutely. Yeah. That'll, that'll never die. I could be 30, 40 years old, still playing. I'm, you know, I'm still going to want to do it. Um, I, I think for me, like in terms of my next steps after U of T, I would like to play in a pro league here in North America, like the American league. If I, if I can um, give it, give it a year or two and see how, kind of pans out and then you know obviously you know there's certain windows you have to make these these leagues sure. and if I get past that window then I would like to try and go to the top league in Europe and go from there mm-hmm. right? so we'll see and then for obviously well just for like all the parents or the grandparents listening like say hockey wasn't even in the picture and I only I only mentioned parents and grandparents because all right go to school get your degree like you yeah, know, you might not whatever like uh, what are you studying and take the scenario of hockey doesn't even exist what what yeah. would, would would you pursue instead what would the plan be yeah um it, this is kind of tough because uh i went into school kind of saying okay what degree is going to help me be a better hockey player okay so <laughs> this is uh this is kind of tough but i so i originally wanted to do kinesiology um i just i really love fitness I love working out so um, I wanted to do something like that but as we talked about all these like all the mental strengthening that's really helped me in this game I, I actually am a psychology specialist so um, I think post-grad after I'm done hockey I would like to kind of pursue sports psychology and really help athletes especially like people like myself who had a similar story where they're going through a tough injury that's you know quote-unquote impacting their career um, and kind of help them kind of navigate through that. So I, I, I would probably say either that or coaching something involved. I have to have sports in my life. I know it's, it's, that's a tough, uh, tough answer for the question you asked, but that's, I don't no, know. No, it, who it, I am. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's perfect. And, and I, like I said, I only did it for, for the, for the parents listening because man, like if, if you're already pre- performing at this high of a level and you've already made it this far and you've already invested this much yeah man you got to go for it like you just got oh, you got to go all in you got to go have, all in i'm i'm a firm believer in like especially with sports and stuff you really have to just go for your like you only have like it's cheesy but you only have the one life right like you you have to give everything you can into what you love to do because like growing up that was something that always kind of off in the back of my head is like you know, when you're going to a grandparent's house and they're like oh what do you want to do and you say you want to be a hockey player it's like oh what's your plan b like well if i work hard enough i don't have to have a plan b you know what i <laughs> exactly. mean exactly like, it's the worst it's like, the worst I'm, question like education is obviously important and i'm that's why i'm here getting my education but like you, i can still get this education and pursue my dream perfect right? so, exactly yeah. no i love it um man that's that's it. I know. I, I know. I 
I started the the message off like 10, 15 minutes. But like, like I said, I could talk about this stuff forever. You were kind of the first one. uh, And I just like, this was exciting for me to have this conversation and kind of pick your brain and just how how you think. Yeah, dude, I love that was great. Is there anything uh, you want to put out on the table or question or, or anything? Uh, honestly, we touched on everything. Basically, everything I had written out, uh, we kind of talked about. So it worked out. It worked out really good. I, I love what you're doing. This is this is an awesome. Uh, awesome I appreciate thing it, man. Um, yeah. Again, I just need I need that that cheesy quote unquote like outro, uh, yeah. something as simple as this was David Tom- Thompson and you were watching Undressed in Jersey. Sure. Uh, this was David Thompson and you were watching Undressed in Jersey. Boom. That's it, man. No, I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And like I said, I'll keep you updated. Um, yeah, man. I, I would like to say this, this will be good, uh, by the end of next week could be, could be before, could be after whatever. Um, but I'll, I'll definitely keep, keep you updated in the loop. Um, send it to you when it's done. One thing I may need from you is like any sort of pictures or video of like, your time in Texas, your time at U of T, your time in Russia, like, like just anything you could think of that comes to your brain. Um, Okay. Something as simple as just throwing it on IG in our, in our convo, just, just to help me, just to help me fluff, fluff things up. Yeah. Yeah. So just like picture, like anything could be anything, just whatever. Anything, like a picture of a medal, like, like a, maybe any old interviews, highlights, hockey highlights are nice. Yeah whatever yeah, like no whatever problem. you have I'll, I'll, I'll yeah i got that, uh, i got all that stuff so i'll, I'll send you a bunch of you can figure out what you want david signing off thanks bro all right yeah no problem thank you i appreciate it all right